Is it possible to turn metal into gold? If the earth isn't flat, why does it have four corners? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello and welcome to another episode of This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday... Myself, Kit Grimalvena, this guy, Roy Pars, investigate a different paranormal tale, case, or claim, and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not. That's right. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm already excited because you mentioned the possibility of turning metals into gold, which I think, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, because we like to get straight into the episode, uh, but I have thought, if I ever wanted to just quit my job mm-hmm. and become a, you know, an Indiana Jones type artifact hunter. Number one on my list, Philosopher's Stone. I think that's what I would go for. What's that? It's, I believe it's a mythological object that uh, people believed could turn any type of matter into solid gold. And what does this have to do with Harry Potter? No, it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Right. It's an actual artifact There's a little misleading history. because you, I think you just named the title of a Harry Potter movie or something, but... No, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, you're this waste, is you're kind of wasting artifact. my time with some kind of, I don't know, alchemist's kind of holy grail, but I prefer to talk about the paranormal. This is Muggles, fact. wizards. No, all of that is bullshit. Forget all about that. It's all about the Philosopher's Stone, an object that exists in real life, which I would, which is top of my list. Second on my list, though, Azkaban. <laughs> A golden snitch. <laughs> uh, my whole life, I've been working for minimum wage. And then I read on Wikipedia late one night that you can just turn metal into gold. Unbelievable. It's worth risking everything just for that chance. The day that we miss a Tuesday upload, you know I'll have (laughs) created the Philosopher's Stone myself. (laughs) If we stop uploading and all of a sudden I've got a golden ass, you know exactly (laughs) what happened. Of course, I'm going to turn my ass golden. If you are walking through Trafalgar Square and you see a a golden statue of Rory, (laughs) know that that's not a statue. That is Rory. You should have known that because no one wants to commemorate me anyway. (laughs) We digress. We want to dive straight into today's investigation as always. So thank you so much to Mark A. Zepeda, Quintana Miles, Javier Brambilla and Chloe Gray for sending this one in to us. Those are some cool names. I've got a sad story for you, Rory. Arguably even sadder than the episode where you got mugged. We're in Mexico around the beginning of the 16th century, almost 500 years ago, where there's a beautiful young woman named Maria. All the local men are infatuated with her because most nights when the sun goes down, she goes out to local dances and enchants everyone who watches her dance in a beautiful white dress. One night, she meets a handsome man. I'm assuming you want... Me to play handsome man? If you could say... Yeah? I mean... I, I'm not, it's, a, hey, it's all right. I get typecast as the handsome... I don't have much options, all the time, so. do I? No, it's Doing fine. a one-on-one podcast with one guy? <laughs> the casting options are limited, okay? <laughs> You're like, so I'll be handsome man one and you'll be goblin king. <laughs> I'm like, he's not even in the story. <laughs> goblin king <laughs> dies before the first scene opens. <laughs> Goblin King is a shitty paranormal podcaster with a weird <laughs> accent. All right, you've said enough. Que tal, senorita? He's a bit of a player. I'm actually somewhat of a player around here. He works hard and parties even harder. Tequila? Dos tequilas, por favor. Me gusta la tequila. He asks her to dance, and she says, Si, sí, senor. And she falls madly in love. 
But of course, Maria is different to those other women. He knows he cannot live without her, and so he vows to change his loose and wanton ways. He gets down on one knee and in a moment changes both their lives. He asks her to marry him. That night? <laughs> I don't think so necessarily. Oh, okay. That's wow. some strong tequila. <laughs> oh. Mother moves fast. <laughs> es muy rápido. She thought it was just a dance move. He, he put a, <laughs> he slipped a ring on her finger when she wasn't looking. He picked her up, twirled her around when she came to. She was at an altar. <laughs> All of her family and friends surrounding her. You've heard of a shotgun wedding? This was just a shots wedding. You drink so many shots, you get married. Despite his faults, Maria is overjoyed and she gleefully accepts his proposal. Before long, they're married and even have two children. However, old habits die hard. It doesn't take long until Maria's husband is up to his old tricks. So right after the babies are born, he's out partying all night, chasing other women. Soon he just starts disappearing for months at a time. All right, that's a bad father as well as a bad husband. I'm basically picturing uh, Ernesto de la Cruz from Pixar's Coco here. <laughs> right. Remember me every time you hear a sad guitar. Basically a gorgeous and talented asshole. Again, typecast, of course. <laughs> Well, Guilty as charged, but that's fine, you know. I'm fine with I'm fine with everyone hating me as long as they <laughs> also think I'm gorgeous. And whenever he does come home, he doesn't pay his wife any attention. He plays with the children, but gives Maria the cold shoulder. And as hard as she tries to fight her feelings, she can't help starting to resent her two young sons. She loves them dearly, but they'd come to represent everything that went wrong in her life. I can't wait to see how this gets paranormal. A few months later, she's out in the park walking with her children by the river. An elegant carriage pulls up beside them, and who should be inside but her rat husband and his newest side chick. He gets out of the carriage and completely ignores the awkward, horrible situation in front of him. He literally pretends Maria doesn't exist, just blanks her existence and walks straight over to the kids, playing with them and ruffling their hair. Maria watches in disbelief as he turns to get back in the carriage, rage rising inside of her. Her vision clouds with white anger and hatred, and she lets out a dejected, blood-curdling scream. She picks up her kids and throws them in the river below. Whoa! Immediately she's hit by dread and remorse. What has she done? She runs down to the bank to save them. The current is sweeping them away faster than she can sprint and they disappear downstream. She continues her pursuit, but by the time she catches up, it's too late. Maria is overcome with grief and screams at the top of her lungs. As the days go on, she cannot be consoled. She cries around the clock. She won't eat and she spends every waking second by the riverside hoping her boys will be returned to her somehow. Her lovely white dress gets torn and dirty. No longer is she the beautiful woman that once turned the head of every man she met. She's tortured by what she's done to her children. As the weeks go by, the locals stare at this walking skeleton that sobs by the riverside day and night. And before long, she succumbs to death herself. Some say she starved to death and that she had just given up living. Others say she drowned herself, committing herself to the same fate that befell her children. We'll never know for sure. The heartless townspeople breathe a sigh of relief that they won't have to deal with this hysterical woman any longer. But they would come to regret that thought. 
The legend goes that when Maria passes away, her spirit ascends to heaven where St. Peter is waiting to greet her. She shouldn't have got that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know she's not in heaven, but I mean, even bringing her to the gates is too far. You know, yeah, whenever she died, even just feeling the slight kind of, you know, jolt the elevator gives whenever you're going up. She's like, wow, really? really? Honestly, surprised. Ah, Maria, my child. Welcome home. But wait, where are the children? Maria's eyes fill with tears and she can barely speak without her voice cracking. He knows. <laughs> He's being very coy. <laughs> you little, you dirty bastard. It's that moment where the dog, you know, the person who has the dog is like, who tore up the sofa? Yeah. You tell me, who tore up the sofa? I think he's just he's just having a bit of fun here. He's like, Maria, welcome, welcome to heaven. We have the coffee machine over there, ice lattes, we got the massage chairs. Just you know, take a take a seat, relax. Do you want someone to look after uh, the kids for you? Hmm? Where are the where are the kids, Maria? The little ones, the little two ones? Which is also not how death works. It's like the kids might still be alive. <laughs> For all he knows. In fact, she should just lie. She should say exactly that. Oh, they're, they ain't coming right now, St. Peter. I'll make myself at home. They'll be up in a few years. He's like, well, uh, well, that's weird, Maria, because uh, six months ago, two kids that look just like yours ended up here in heaven. Really? Coffee machine's out, though, Pete. Uh, can you help with that? You know why there's no coffee, Maria? <laughs> Takes off his makeup and reveals his goatee and pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a sinner. <laughs> I've never seen your kids. They're up in the good place. <laughs> she can barely speak without her voice cracking. They're dead. I killed them. You are banished from heaven. I curse you to roam the earthly realm alone for eternity. Just a few days after her death, an ear-splitting wailing fills the streets of Maria's hometown after dark. People are too afraid to leave their homes. Soon, the name Maria is forgotten, and the townspeople started calling her La Llorona, the Weeping Woman. Trapped in the world of the living, La Llorona is said to bring misfortune to anyone who crosses her path. Children are especially vulnerable, and some claim she kidnaps any stray child she encounters. She can be seen walking by the river, or even floating down it with her hair billowing behind her. Her infamous cry of, Ay, mis hijos, oh, my children, sends chills down the spine of anyone close enough to hear it. Rory, this is the legend of La... <laughs> you gotta nail this. I will. All right. So. And I resent the accusation that I didn't. Well, you didn't. You stuttered. You... you... You stopped. You, you, you Maybe you I said exactly it. as much as I wanted to say. I was doing a the legend pause. of and you. It's the legend I of I was La? going to finish it and right. you, you stepped in. Okay. This is Shake the legend. Sorry, interrupted. This is the legend. This is the legend. F***ing hell. This is the just legend. Sorry. <clears throat> what? Nothing. I'm just what waiting. What is it? <laughs> it's nothing. I just, I accidentally talked over you. I'm so. going to throw you in a f***ing river if you don't <laughs> get it together. All right, man. Just chill out. Just focus on reading the script. This is the legend of Nya. <laughs> okay. This is the legend of I didn't of interrupt La La that time, so don't look at me like interrupted. You're, well, you I can, feel, I can you're... feel your gaze on the side of my head, and it's really frustrating, so I'm just going to turn this way. All right. This is the legend. You're off mic. Of... No one can hear you if you look they the other way. They can hear me. Because I'm going to be booming. And now you're too loud. 
Let's just hey. Just cue hey, the hey, hey. thunder. <laughs> it's it's La Llorona. It's La Llorona, the legend of La Llorona. I am this close to putting you in a river. Okay. This would be pretty terrifying to encounter, though, don't you think? Don't don't try and now be friends. <laughs> you just said you wanted to drown me in a river, and now you're like, no, what, do you, no. "What do you think about I said that, I buddy?" Would throw you in a river. <laughs> I said I would. Well, also that <laughs> cut that from the episode, so no one heard the bit where I said I was going to drown you, and it would have passed. Well, now you have fine. to cut this bit as well, don't you? Because well, you just mentioned it again. So what do you think, bud? <laughs> Pretty scary stuff, huh? <laughs> Can you swim, bud? <laughs> I hope you can. Uh, wow. I mean, look, when we look at paranormal stories where uh, someone is in ghost form haunting the mortal realm, it is usually because, you know, they're, they have some unfinished business. They have undergone some sort of turmoil here on Earth that uh, means that their soul refuses to rest. That, that kind of ongoing turmoil doesn't get much more dramatic than you threw your children in a river. <laughs> it's, it's every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. That you are the nightmare. Yeah, pretty much. Were there no kind of repercussions for the husband? Is he just Was he just out of the picture <laughs> after that? Yeah. I don't know if he even noticed, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, this is almost like a myth and he's just like, he's just the antagonist. Yeah. He's not even really a main character in this story, is he? I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty sad story. Look. We all do things in fits of rage, you know? It's like when uh, you're walking in your kitchen mm -hmm. and you bang your, your shoulder or your elbow or something on a cupboard door and you get angry and you like punch the cupboard door and you're like, well, I've just hurt myself again because the cupboard door is not real and it can't feel anything. Yeah. This is a, a very dramatic equivalent to that, which is my husband is a piece of shit. I'm so angry. I'm going to... American football style hail Mary my children into yes. a lake. I think we can all relate to. It. I mean, Jesus, the other day I I broke a plate and I was so furious I doxed you. You did, yeah. All of my personal information kind of leaked online. No, I didn't I feel the bad. repercussion of that. It was just a mean thing to do. Yeah, I sure felt it. I didn't even I feel it. bad actually. So I can't no, I can't really relate to La Llorona in, in the end. But. Well, people in Russia got my social security number, so that's like an ongoing thing. I'm actually mm. going to have to drop out of this conver uh, this podcast in a sec cuz I have a call with the American embassy cuz um there's a lot of identity theft actually taking place as we're speaking right now. Yeah. But so. I mean, I don't we can't even be sure that that was due to my actions. I mean, I think they kind of earmarked you as a potential terrorist anyway. Cool. So. Someone in Ukraine rented mm -hmm. a Mini Cooper in my name. Yeah. So I, I don't mean, know who that is. I, I don't know how You're pretty fast and loose thing, with so. the personal information on the podcast, though. So you might have given away any any amount of uh, personal my, information. My bank details, though? My bank details, though, bud? My mother's maiden name? I didn't give that stuff away. And you did. Yeah. You, you did. And away, you did so give that to me in confidence at one time to, to, I think I need to order, order, you know, order your brother or something for his birthday. So you gave me your, your card and... <laughs> details but uh it was me drunk at a bar being like listen brother <laughs> i trust you're all right <laughs> my first pet's name was squiggles <laughs> no one knows that not even paypal <laughs> so this is the most widely accepted origin story of la llorona but it is an incredibly famous legend so there are a few variations and i feel in the spirit of fairness to maria and ernesto i think i should tell you about a couple in some versions of the story, Maria kills her children to stop them being taken to be raised by her husband and his new wife. 
Oh, right, right, right. In other accounts, Maria is a party girl with illegitimate children, so she kills them to be free to start a new life. Okay, okay. In Venezuelan folklore, Maria's husband leaves to fight in a war. After he's killed on the battlefield, she murders her children out of frustration before killing herself. So right away, I feel bad for Ernesto because in one version, he's a deadbeat alcoholic sexual deviant. Uh, but in another one, he's a war hero. He's Captain America. <laughs> At least we have the consistency of in every single version of the story, she's a bad mother. <laughs> yes. And I don't use that term lightly. As someone who will never be a mother and doesn't know what it's like. Yes. I don't know the you trials and tribulations. Yes. But course. I'd like to think drowning your children in a river is bad. That classifies yeah. bad. I think we can all get on that page. Yeah. Well, it's not good parenting. But hey, all of this points to the fact that we actually don't know every fact of La Llorona's story. And it doesn't really matter. Clearly enough people believe in her that something is going on. But what is everyone scared of, Rory? What, what does she do anyway? I think you said she takes children. Most people believe she wants your children. All right. <laughs> okay, her, yeah. her angry spirit kidnaps children, meaning families must hang crosses above their doorways to keep her away. Ah. Which is kind of shockingly similar to um, the biblical plague, isn't it? Do you remember when you had to uh, paint a cross or something on your door or whatever it was to stop the plague of Egypt coming? Yeah, I, I believe it was... Um mark the doorways with blood oh blood jesus yeah blood from a slaughtered lamb or goat i believe and otherwise your firstborn child would be taken away yeah some of those bible stories are pretty gnarly pretty wild i know who was that was that the devil did it <laughs> i mean it was god who made the plagues no yeah 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 he would that was that was him yeah jesus i didn't realize he had that i feel like you know if god was <laughs> a was a rpg kind of mage you know you feel like he He's on the path of light magic. Why does he know those moves? Right. It's kind of weird. He's right? like, he's the healer in your party that is just like keeping everyone going, giving everyone divine blessing. And then it's like, oh, uh, I also have this move that's f the world and I'll just unleash <laughs> hell on earth. Y'all be better be killing goats and marking your doors with blood. And it's like, dude, ch chill like, out. That's, that's great to know. Just uh, keep that one in the back pocket and... If we ever need it, we'll let you know. Cool, cool, cool. I'd like to use it, though. I would yeah. like to use it. However, a few believers claim that she doesn't attack children, but instead targets cheating husbands as a revenge against her own. Which I really appreciate. We don't see enough paranormal vigilante justice. Yeah, it's true. It's sort of fun to think that if you were a ghost and you got to haunt one type of person, what would it be? Like, for me, it right, would be a toss-up right. between people who litter and estate agents right i see yeah both of them are horrendous yeah politicians that would be good <laughs> bankers that'd be really fun people who uh walk like five abreast on a pavement and don't leave any room for you to walk past them I yeah would, i, yeah, I would yeah. hold them mr wiggins my old english teacher from secondary school that would be he'd actually maybe be number one what did he do what didn't he do okay. you know how much i'm into my poetry and he didn't believe in it no, he didn't believe in it. He would literally s tell everyone in the class that we had poetry assignments. And then afterwards, no one else would do them except me. And then he would take the poems out of my bag and read them aloud to the class. Everyone is in hysterics because I poured my heart and soul into these poems. And they're all just laughing, laughing at me. Wow, that's really up. Yeah, it was really messed up. So do you want to read? Then? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say, do, you wanna, do I want to read no, them? No, no, no. That's not what I said. 
It's weird that you're so open about your poetry after being so bullied. Well, I believed in them. I believed in them, even okay. though Mr. Wiggins didn't. Cool it, cool it. Bro. Sorry, it's just a sensitive. It's a sensitive topic. I've never seen that kind of anger in your eyes before. Yeah, well, it comes out in the poems as well. This one's called F- Wiggins. <laughs> I dream about slitting your throat. Yeah, if Mr. you ask, Wiggins. if you ask my parents or the principal about my poems, they're going to tell you that they were all nasty letters about Mr. Wiggins. <laughs> but they're goddamn liars and rats, just like Wiggins himself, a dirty coward. This is you at an open mic poetry <laughs> evening. Everyone's in the audience, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't even rhyme. <laughs> This poem's called Wiggins. It's just a run. I will kill you, Mr. Wiggins. <laughs> this one's not so much of a poem as it is uh, a knife. All right, give me the poem. <laughs> not really a poem, but I, I cut the brakes in his car. <laughs> it's more of a visual performance. I slashed his tires. I love the idea that he never even criticized your poem. He just said he gave you like a B minus. Yeah. On a creative writing assignment once and you're like, you after class he's just like you know rory i'm i'm genuinely really worried uh, about some of the work you've been presenting in class and you know i just want to spend some one-on-one time getting to know you and talk about the struggles that you've been having at home fuck you mr wiggins what (laughs) what he's like the nicest teacher in the world you're a dead man (laughs) i'm 11 years old so at this point you are or our listeners might be thinking that this whole story is played out already, that we know how this one ends. Granted, we have talked about plenty of ladies in white before. But do not be fooled, Rory. La Llorona is built different. This story is hugely important to Hispanic people over the world because the story itself has ancient origins. In the early 1500s, 10 years or so before Mexico was colonized by Spanish explorers, Emperor Montezuma of the Aztec people had a vision. He saw the future fall of his great nation foretold by eight dark omens. Whoa. Furthermore, he claimed that all of the things he envisioned would come to pass within the decade. I mean, you know, four or five dark visions, sure, but once you're getting up to eight, (laughs) you can't argue with that. I would argue that we're already up to seven or eight dark omens here in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were maxing out here. You know, whenever they took away hash browns from McDonald's, one. That's one. Wait, did they do that? Stop the pod. Hold on. (laughs) Whenever they started deep frying pizza in Scotland, that's honestly could be Dark Omen 2 through 8. I thought that was a good omen. (laughs) We're moving in the right direction for that. I want to live in the hell world. (laughs) Here are the Emperor's predictions that allegedly all came true. One. A plume of fire appeared in the sky. Two, the temple of the god, Huitzilopochtli, burned to the ground. Three, a monastery was struck by lightning and caught fire, despite the weather being otherwise calm. (laughs) These all sound like the one event. Four. Like the comet hit the temple, which burned to the ground. (laughs) Wait till you hear the next one, and then you're going to think different. Balls of fire streaked across the sky, roaring like lions. Yeah, it is kind of similar. It's kind of similar to the first one. Five, Lake Texcoco flooded and caused widespread destruction, even though there hadn't been a rainstorm. Mm. Six, fishermen caught a strange grey bird in their nets and presented it to the emperor. Is that a bad omen? 
It's not just a thing. Maybe they thought it was some kind of halberd. Fair play. That was a very specific call. Yeah. It's like the others is like, yeah, sure. Maybe something will burn down. Maybe we'll see something in the sky. This was like a fisherman at 2.30 on a Wednesday. Yeah. will catch a bird in a net. Seven. A two-headed man appeared in the streets. The citizens knew the emperor had a human section in his private zoo. So they overpowered the two-head and took him to the palace. What? Apparently this one is very true. Uh, apparently it's it's documented that the emperor had uh, people in his zoo. With two heads? <laughs> I mean, there are conjoined twins out there, right? With two heads? I think so. Wow. No. no. Really? <laughs> Number eight. Okay. The sound of a weeping woman could be heard at night for several consecutive days. People heard her cry out, My children, it's already too late. Whoa, is this the woman that we've been hearing about? Was La Llorona the final omen heralding the conquest of Mexico? Wow. So this is pretty cool. You can see why, potentially, it's so deep in Latin American history and culture is because this was one of the omens that, that led to the, the fall of uh, Mexico to the Spaniards. What is the, uh, what's the time frame we're looking at here from when that was a claimed prediction to the actual events that transpired? Uh, apparently 10 years. That's so short. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, hunt, like these are ancient, uh, yeah, I, I think this was part of the deal was that, you know, they had predicted the apocalypse for them, you know, the end of their civilization. And then, yeah. Lo and behold, Cortez and his mates, you know, those guys turn up and uh, decimate South America. Wow. So they kind of called it. And because La Llorona is so deeply felt in Latin American history, um, a lot of people take it very seriously. So I thought it would be cool to hear a very recent experience. How recent are we talking? The 90s. It's pretty recent. (laughs) Compared to 1500, it is. (laughs) La Llorona is wearing Nikes. (laughs) Nike blazers. This happened yesterday. (laughs) To me. (laughs) She's in shortage. She really is. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. The following story was posted on TrueHorrorStoriesOfTexas.com by user DJ Underdog 85. It's a normal evening in the mid 90s. DJ is 11 years old and he's up late in the living room watching Jay Leno. In a haze, he realizes he must have drifted off because it's suddenly pitch black. The oven clock says it's 4 a.m. Just as he's considering crawling into bed, somebody starts screaming outside the house. It was so loud, it felt like it was coming from inside the room. The source couldn't have been further away than a few feet. Animals started going berserk outside. What began as incoherent screeching morphed into comprehensible words. I miss yours. DJ bolts to the light switch, but the screaming continues. He wonders if he's going crazy and just hearing things. His parents are still asleep. Is this all in his head? He decides to wake his parents up. They're not letting you stay up again after this, by the way. This is genuinely creepy. It's <laughs> freaking me out. He's lost his late night Jay Leno privileges as an, eight, <laughs> as an 11 year old. He starts waking them up. He reaches their bedside and shakes his mother awake. As she opens her eyes, the screaming fades away to silence. She tells him he was dreaming and promptly falls asleep again. He sits awake in the living room until dawn. The thought that's disturbing him the most was the idea that whatever was screaming only stopped because he'd woken up his mum. Right, right. So if he'd remained alone, it would have come for him. Maybe whatever was out there could sense these things. Like an evil Santa. He knows when your mom is sleeping. <laughs> he knows when she's awake. DJ Underdog 85 fell asleep and wasn't bothered by La Llorona again that night. Sadly for him, however... It wouldn't be his last experience of her. Fast forward 10 years, he's working his first job in a local supermarket. He's given the early shift, starting at 3am, and he's out back dumping some old milk crates. Being the new guy, his co-workers decide to give him a little hazing. They lock the doors while he's at the dumpster. He pounds on the door, but nobody lets him back in. They decide to give him some hazing. His co-workers drowned him in a river. <laughs> As a goof. As a lighthearted prank, they threw him off a bridge. Haha, ha, guys, very funny. Well, the joke's on you because I'm not even scared. As soon as the sentence escapes his lips, he hears the awful cry of La Llorona once again. The sound takes him back to being a terrified child. He's got to get back inside and fast. Let me in! Let me in! There's somebody out here! What the f? Let me in! 
He hears his co-workers laughing inside and starts to lose it. He kicks the door with all of his might as the sound of the screaming inches closer. Without warning, the door opens and one of his colleagues pops his head around the frame. Why the f*** are you screaming so loud? It's just a prank, bro. DJ Underdog85 pushes past him and slams the door as the yelling continues out back. Whoa, wait a minute. I think someone's in trouble out there. There's a lady screaming for help. But DJ bars him from opening the door again. I don't think that's a lady. He explains the legend and recounts his other stories about La Llorona, which I love because I'm just picturing him go, okay guys, Jesus Christ, there's this thing called La Llorona and she's following me and there actually is a woman outside who's like (laughs) broken her leg. We need to kill this bitch because she's following me. His co-workers ask him if she's following him or if he's cursed. And he might well be, because even that wasn't the last time he encountered the demon. Wow. I mean, it's crazy enough that in this instance, his co-workers could also hear it. Yes. So it's not something that's just isolated to him. Totally. Uh, a bit like, what was the whistler? Bro, other this people is hear so that? the whistler. Yeah. yeah. It's someone who's kind of been haunted by this whistling sound all of their lives. And it's the same whistling they heard from when they were a kid to five years later to 10 years later. The same noise following them around. Very creepy. Very similar vibes. Noise based paranormal things are quite scary. Aren't yeah. They? Really, it's like, really uh, wasn't that um, the ring was like the. Uh, no, no, that was... Um, wait, was that The Ring? No, that was The Grudge. The Grudge. Because it was the broken neck. Ah, so it was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that horrible noise. Yeah. And, but that's like famous for that noise. Weird. And of course, The Watcher is most famous of all for its annoying <laughs> Iconic voice. voice. <laughs> An iconic voice that's made people stop listening to the pod in record numbers. <laughs> he says the last time he heard her was 2015. He's working at an elementary school and is jump-starting a colleague's car. They hear the ghostly screams once more, and just like the first time, the animals in the vicinity make a commotion. Did you say he's working at a school? (laughs) This son of a bitch is working with children? DJ Underdog 85? (laughs) He's a magnet for a witch who loves kids! (laughs) Don't let him anywhere near children! He thinks if he gets the place with bait... (laughs) Lyrona <laughs> is not going to be too interested in him anymore. <laughs> oh, right. I see how it is. <laughs> the odd thing about this encounter is that before they could both get their vehicles started to drive away, they saw a Border Patrol jeep race towards the source of the scream. Not wanting to hang around, both men jumped in their cars and got home as fast as possible. Hard to know what was going on there. Uh, yeah, could be coincidence. Weird. So, Rory, that's just one person's experience. Just think how many more are out there just like that. Very terrifying. So one of our listeners who calls himself Soup Boy uh, actually did us a major solid and interviewed his dad's friend about his own La Llorona experience. Wow. Nice one, Soup Boy. In the last story that I know, I heard from someone else. He said that he was uh, walking through the streets of Albuquerque and he saw a really pretty woman from the back. She had really long hair. Going good so far. Mm -hmm. You know, find out her name and talk to her. As he started to approach her, he said she turned around and he got a chill. He didn't see her whole face. But he got a chill. And then he decided, I'm not going there. And he started to run. As he turned the corner, he heard a woman crying. He ran to a restaurant that was still open at that hour of the night. It was about 11 
o'clock or midnight. He um, went to the restaurant and he said that everybody in the neighborhood must have heard the crying because he walked to the restaurant and everybody had their back turned to the window. And when he walked in, the waitress saw him and took him immediately into the kitchen and gave him a glass of sugar water to take care of his susto or fear to help him calm down. And then um, she told me to just stay here in the kitchen until everything passed. So. Thank you. Thank you, Soup Boy, for this one uh, wow. first first class and first person investigation. What do you think of that? So this guy essentially believes he might have encountered the real La Llorona, but not just that. That hearing this, the crying or the screaming of La Llorona, everyone in the neighborhood turned away from the windows, didn't want to look, and were like, "Get inside!" Yeah, this is so. It's like a common occurrence for these people. They're Apparently, used to it by now. I definitely did see a couple of stories from New Mexico, um, that kind of area. I don't know if this is quite prevalent there. Wow, that's terrifying. I mean, almost kind of karma for this dude just randomly approaching a lady <laughs> on the street at 11 at night on a dark alley. Yeah. Uh, you kind of get what's coming to you, brother. <laughs> um, wow, super scary, though. I like that um, it seems like the local residents around this area are kind of so used to it now that they're like, get him inside, get him some sugar water. <laughs> yeah. We know what to do. Do totally. the whole routine. It's like a, a like an air raid siren. They're just waiting for it. Rory, I know what you're like. I know you need physical evidence to believe a story in this paranormal life. So feast your eyes. All right, kid has handed me an iPad with a video teed up, ready to go. I have zero idea what's going to happen when I hit the play button. So <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> scare videos. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I am terrified. It is a double yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You, why, why didn't you? Why wouldn't you prep me for this? <laughs> well, well, I've been prepping you for fifty minutes. Llorona, <laughs> she's here. Christ! The animals are losing it. Is that it? <laughs> what the hell are you showing me? That's something from a horror film. Oh my god! For those listening at home, it's a video of a ghostly ghastly woman on top of a mountaintop was that her screaming or was that animals on top of a tree weirdly Uh, atop a tree that is chilling i did not like that what's the context behind that so this is in colombia uh so we're in south america in colombia and this just went viral a couple oh last year this time last year we're on the express watching this video Spine-chilling wail of La Llorona caught on camera. She's not even being discreet, by the way. It is broad daylight. She's on a mountaintop singing like a Disney princess. This is uh, apparently Cordoba, Colombia. Um, Yeah, and she was spotted by a bunch of people in this area. Super creepy stuff. Pretty terrifying. I will say the figure itself, quite human in terms of appearance. We're not talking transparent. We're not talking floating uh, in the clouds. It just looks like a, a lady or a figure in some sort of kind of floaty garb. I agree. Yeah. Really ominous, though. I didn't like that. Pl- play a happy video. <laughs> play a ha- Load up some 
adventure time on YouTube. <laughs> I do have one more video for you. You'll be glad to know this isn't first-hand footage of Lyrona, but rather discussing her. So okay. Lyrona actually came to even more uh, renown and prevalence in the last year or so because a major horror movie was made about her. And this is a clip of some of the cast of that movie talking about their experiences making the movie. Thank you. Listen, we're in the middle of shooting a scene and uh -huh. I'm wearing a bracelet for protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all kinds of things. I have tiger's eye on, I have crystals in my pocket, and I'm wearing this bracelet to protect you against negative energy. And I have my hand up to God, I have my hand on the Bible, and I'm reciting a prayer. And in the yeah. middle of the scene, my bracelet just burst off my hand. And I thought it just fell apart. Like, you know, for some reason, it, it just came apart. I and, was in the scene as well, and I and, saw all and the you heard it, all the beads. The and, oh my cut, God. Cut, cut. and these are very hard stones. I started picking them up. Three of them were split in half. Like, you cut them with a knife. Oh, my wow. God. And I took one outside, and I tried to break it because I was amazed that it was broken from right. falling on a wood floor. Yeah, yeah. I tried to break it on a cement porch. I couldn't, I couldn't crack it. And I still have them. I kept them. Oh, my God. And you, you cannot explain that. That should be in the deleted scene. No, well, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it because it's, it's on it's on film. It's on tape. Yeah, it's, it's on film. There you go. Well, congratulations and good luck, I guess. Thank you. So just an anecdote about the people working on the movie. Um, I'm sure you caught that, but he was reciting a prayer of protection when his using his prayer beads and then the beads exploded everywhere <laughs> and fell onto a wooden floor and cracked in half. There's not a lot that can go wrong when you're just using prayer beads. <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah. the, if the prayer beads explode <laughs> mid-prayer, vacate the premises. <laughs> because <laughs> the prayer didn't work, the beads exploded, it's time to go home. They're not famous for exploding. <laughs> no. People generally own prayer beads for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty, you know, you don't work, take your prayer beads doing action sports or anything. So if you're just praying in a room, they should be safe. Yeah. That's like, you know, walking around with a, um, like a crucifix. If the crucifix goes on fire, they don't usually do that. They're not supposed to do that. Go home. You've obviously wandered into somewhere you're not supposed to be. Go home. <laughs> Rory, if that evidence of the people working on the movie doesn't convince you, I do not know what will. Terrifying stuff. Truly is. Prayer beads exploding. I mean, I know it's quite a mixed bag. We've kind of gone all the way through history through to the present day, looking at La Irona. What's the sense of this you've got? Do you think this is real? Do you think it's in people's heads? Do you think there's some truth to this ancient legend? It's nice to have some very current testimonies and video evidence uh, of the case. A lot of the time, you know, when we're looking at these stories of people or ghosts who are haunting one location, it very much is born and dies in that time period. Yes. You know, you hear these old stories, but they're not really carried forward into, I mean, in, into movie sets, for God's sakes. Yeah. That's wild. In terms of how original I think the story is, I mean, not that original. How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry to be blunt here, uh, but I feel like, you know, th those kind of stories where it's a, a, whatever, a woman in white or some or some dude walking around in ghost form. It is, yeah, because someone fell in a river, drowned in a river. Didn't the donkey lady just haunt a bridge because her donkey drowned in the in the river? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's a very similar kind of premise. 
Donkeys um, drown, all right. And I would ask you not to make light of the donkeys drowning. Um, they can't swim so good because on account of being half horse, not full horse. Hooves do not work in an, in an aquatic setting. Hooves are basically anchors <laughs> that make you drop to the bottom of the ocean. Um, so yeah, I I can't I can't promise you that this is necessarily a groundbreaking paranormal uh, case that we're dealing with today. Fair enough. Um, but I mean, maybe maybe you've got a different opinion on this. I mean, you were the one that looked into all these stories and the cases yourselves. Is it something that's really striking a chord with you? I think perhaps the most surprising aspect of the story of La Llorona is how visceral it seems to be for people alive today. Yes. Soup Boy's dad's friend who sent us the voice clip. That's a grown man, you know, who is terrified of this woman and an entire restaurant full of people who fully seem to accept that she is a threat, she is real, and, you know, feel this superstition very, very deeply. I didn't expect that because... That actually was pretty unique now that I think about (laughs) it. (laughs) That doesn't happen in a lot of other ghost stories. Her screaming outside of a McDonald's <laughs> at 11 p.m. And the McDonald's employees are like, get back here and drink some 7-Up. <laughs> get this man a McFlurry ASAP. You know, we come from Northern Ireland. We learned about the Banshee growing up. And it's a quite a similar omen. It's a screeching woman, yeah. a scorned and screeching woman who symbolizes death. Whenever the Banshee is heard, someone is going to die, um, which should be very terrifying <laughs> and granted, some people do believe in the Banshee, but not many, really. Yeah. And the people who do are a little bit older and maybe grew up with that folklore. But most young people don't believe it at all. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, in most of these cases where there's a ghost haunting a specific location, like the like the Whistler, you know, there's usually things you can do to protect yourself or ways you can avoid the situation. I love that in this case, everyone's like, just ignore her. Yeah. <laughs> just ignore her, don't look at her, don't give her any attention. It's not working because she's still here and she's still pissed and wondering about her kids. I mean, someone should probably yeah, can address we get a priest this. in here? Someone who's going to do something about this? Yeah, like maybe if you, I don't know. I'm not saying you give sacrifice to kids or anything like that, but maybe push her into the river. See what happens <laughs> then. You know, try something new. It might Otherwise, piss her off. Yeah, but, well, the alternative is just being stuck with her for the next hundred years. As one Throw f- sugar water in her eyes and push her in the river. And maybe that'll what do What if she likes sugar? What if this is a gizmo situation? She grows <laughs> twice the size. Uh, I will say there is an interesting historical parallel. Going back hundreds and thousands of years, there's an Aztec goddess of water called Chalchutlique. And she was feared for her reputation of um, upturning boats and drowning the occupants. Whoa! And ceremonies in her honor involved sacrificing children. Her honor? Sacrificial children were purchased from their parents. And it was thought that the more they cried, the more successful the sacrifice would be. Uh, So once a year at Lake Texcoco, they would sacrifice one child so that Chalchitlique would provide enough water for the upcoming harvest. Now, for a variety of reasons, we obviously don't sacrifice children anymore. Oh, Um, no. And do you know what? PC gone mad. Lake Texcoco is a f***ing puddle now. What? Are you serious? Is it climate change or is it the revenge of the angry water goddess? More importantly, is La Llorona a twist on this ancient legend? Right. Sacrificing children to guarantee safety in the water. 
it, it, this all goes really deep. But if we have to come down on a conclusion, I think the most fascinating thing about this story is how deep it runs, how ancient it is, how mm-hmm. deeply felt it is by the people. But that just makes me think that this thing is more myth, more entwined with our DNA as people and, and particularly the people of Latin America, that this is part of their cultural heritage and DNA, this uh, meme of the scorned, wailing woman, just yeah. the same way the Banshee is in Ireland. So I think for me, if I have to decide whether this is paranormal or not, I think it's going to be a no. It was a tough one this week because we did genuinely, with a case like this, I'd complain about a lack of evidence, but we actually had a decent amount of evidence um, from testimonials from people who have worked on a film about it to the video clip of the creature itself screaming. But yeah, I don't know what piece of the puzzle we're missing this week, uh, but for some reason, I'm just not, I'm not fully convinced um, about the origin story and the the evidence that was brought forward today. I think it's... It's, I think it's going to be a no from me as well this week. I think this could be a controversial one. Yeah, I, you know, I, we've we've had a lot of we've had a lot of emails about this one, and I think people do feel pretty strongly about it. So let it be known, I'm pretty on the fence. <laughs> Actually, maybe next week we sacrifice a couple <laughs> children. We'll see where it takes us. It's a tough one. It's a really tough one, and and I would love to to know what people think out there. Um, maybe I am. Maybe I'm comparing it too much to our our own home legends. The ones that we grew up not believing. Um, maybe yeah. I'm not appreciating the the reality of La Llorona. Um, so please let us know what you think. If this is this is part of your upbringing, if this is a story that's dear to your heart, let us know at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. It's kind of wild to think that you know people growing up in in the villages where this legend is is widely circulated. You know, when you're a kid, you're told, "Hey, don't uh, accept candy from strangers. Don't get in uh, white vans." It's kind of weird to think that these kids were being told, like, there is a lady down by the river who is translucent (laughs) and is going to want to throw you underwater. Keep away from her. And if she approaches you, throw this (laughs) throw this can of soda in her eyes. Her husband was a war hero. She was a real bitch. (laughs) He was a war hero slash womanizing rat. Wow. It's terrifying stuff. Huge story. Huge story. So thank you so much to everyone who wrote in and suggested that one. I had a blast um, reading about it, learning about it, and um, discussing it here with Rory today. What do, you, what do you do? If you go down by the river, you hear the screams, you see the figure approaching. What do you do? What, 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 what's going through your mind in that second? I just walk into the water and get it over with myself <laughs> rather than suffer at the hands of the white woman it was just a park ranger <laughs> everything all right here sir hey, the park's closed <laughs> you need to get out here oh the lady you're putting rocks in your pockets running into the river well i hope you guys enjoyed that investigation roundhouse also, you're gonna run Sorry, you just didn't, you didn't ask me what i would do in that situation well, roundhouse She's a she's a ghost flawlessly though. yeah well i've dipped my nikes in holy water so it's gonna connect I, don't, I know what you're thinking. What do I do with the follow-up move? She takes a sweep at my head. Duck. Block but the elbow. If the roundhouse... Grab the wrist and twist. Wrap it around her back like that. This is all heavily dependent on that roundhouse connecting, though, isn't it? And now you can do whatever you want. You can okay. force him to the ground. I don't you think she feels pain. I don't think... Snap the neck. She's already dead. And you know I got my... You know she's already dead. You know I got my prayer beads ready to burst any second. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put that shit... Well, it didn't like, do the guy I'll, a lot of good in the movie set, did it? I'll put that shit right up against her face and I'm like, pop him now, you little witch. 
pop. Yeah. I dare you to pop does. these beads. She probably will pop them then. Oh, really? You think so? Because I was kind of bluffing. I think it would probably hurt me more than it would hurt her. Yeah, she's dead. Probably. <laughs> it blows my arm off. Oh! oh, just stay right there. I'm going to go for another roundhouse. <laughs> All over. Oh! There's Ni- dirt in my arm. <laughs> you do the runoffs, your Nike flings off because the laces came undone. Her ghost children come out of the river and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Why aren't you on my side? Guys, hope you enjoyed this week's investigation. I know I did. If you just can't get enough of this paranormal life, why not head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. This is where for just five smackaroonies, uh, a month, you get access to our entire catalog of bonus episodes. We've been doing these things for three and a bit years, and yeah. every single month we've cranked out a full-length bonus episode. But for just $5, you can get access to the whole thing right now. If you are wondering what these things sound like, why not listen to a sneak peek of this month's bonus episode? Welcome, everyone, to a This Paranormal Life very special bonus episode. That's the monthly episode that you guys get for supporting us on Patreon. On Patreon. Patron. <laughs> Patron Tequila. Patron. New sponsor. We don't need Patreon anymore. We've got Patron Tequila. Uh, it, it is because of you guys. You ever six, All right. <laughs> sipped on a cactus? They look dry, All right, but look, they're actually I, I, I full misspoke. of... I misspoke, you son of a bitch. I misspoke at the start of the thing. You don't have to make a whole big deal about it. I'm just trying to have some fun. This is the Patreon episode. This is our friends and these are our colleagues, all right? So don't blast me okay, in front of them. They're not colleagues. We're trying to entertain them. I thought I had a, a right, little just fun. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it at my expense. It's Okay. Because I am I'm a glass uh, man. I am a glass man and I will shatter. Did your voices <laughs> break twice in a row? All right, sir. That's enough. I've had about enough of you insulting. Is everything okay? <laughs> I just, you know, on the public episodes, I like to... You're vibrating like an angry anime character. <laughs> I, like, I like to keep the facade of being a tough man, of being a smart man. And I feel like this is a peek behind the well, curtain. Yeah, you called your... Two seconds into the episode, you called yourself a glass man. A glass man. A glass man. <laughs> is it getting hot in here? I mean, for real. Look, All right, I didn't know you were on the edge. I'll I'll reel it in a little bit. Please. I'm fragile and I need to be handled with care. Okay, were you up late last night? What's I was up deal? very late because of this case. Oh, that's right, brother. Turns out the glass man actually is capable of doing some pretty good paranormal research. Yeah, ass man. <laughs> wow wow crazy to think you can get access to episodes like that and more for only five smackaroos i think you said uh smackaroonies smackaroonies a month but we do understand now is not exactly a great time for many people to be um, spending extra cash so if you do love the pod and you would like to support us in a different way one of the best ways to do it is to give us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you can leave us a review in your podcast player of choice um it actually helps us enormously more than you might think to push us up the rankings and let other people discover the show in turn letting us do cool things like adding videos to the show or new merchandise exactly that little uh, extra five minutes that you can put into leaving a review really does go a long way for us so uh, we really appreciate everyone that's sent in reviews so far and uh, if you haven't yet recommend doing it and if you don't do it here's what's gonna happen buddy you take a swing at me 
boom, blocked, grab okay. the wrist, twist around your back, yeah. and I got my prayer beads ready to burst is it baby. the same routine as last time because yeah you, you took quite a long time well to i only learned one routine. routine all right you know how long it takes to learn one and perfect one of these routines it's also a bad idea because if if you're going to do this to someone you've just told them the routine they can they'll block the first roundhouse grab your foot dunk you in the river shit i didn't even think about that because a lot of my routines start with a perfectly placed roundhouse yeah they all do yeah okay all right. I forget you actually heard any of that. Leave the review and... Uh... It sounds like you're going to try and do the same routine no matter what, by the way. Uh, so, you know, you hear, heard it here first. Leave a review or else. Thank you so much to Kami Toman for editing this episode and to Amy Grisdale for researching it. We will be, of course, back next week with a brand new investigation. We look forward to seeing you then. Until then, remember to live fast Investigate, investigate and die on baby ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.